Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about mine from Speak Now. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. And today, we are discussing the song Mirrorball from Folklore. Back to Folklore. I feel like it's been a minute. It has been a minute, for sure. It's been like a little bit of a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mirrorball is the sixth track on Folklore. Folklore was released on July 24th, 2020, and this song was co-written by our guy, Jack Antonoff. Our guy. Yes. Yes. Mirrorball has yet to be played live, but like all of the other Folklore songs, it was performed on the Long Pond studio sesh in that documentary. So, so good. So good. I wish we could have Long Pond studio sessions for every Taylor album. For every album. single Taylor <laughs> album. Yeah. I mean... God, that that performance, that rendition of it is so good. And also just like getting to see her talk about her work yeah. in that way is really cool and yeah. not typical. So Devin, what mm. do you think about Mirrorball? Top 20 song for me. Mm-hmm. We all know it. It's Jack Antonoff song. Chances are. <laughs> I like it a lot. Hands down, one of my favorites on the album. Hands down, one of my favorites in the Taylor universe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love this song so much when I was listening to it today and I was kind of just like picking it apart and, you know, going back and forth and back and forth on it. And I was just like, God, this is just so good. The production of it is so unique Mm -hmm. and the vibe is, I'm going to say vibe is just like super relaxing Uh and her voice, the tone of her voice on this track is just, like, the most soothing thing that's, like, ever happened. It is super soothing, It is yeah. just, like, you can sit there and listen to this song on repeat all day, and you'll just, like, your stress levels will go down, and so will, like, your blood pressure. Like, it'll all just be, like, great. I think they could use this song as, like, a super de-stressor mm. for people. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great. I love the intro with the jingle bells going. They're oh. not actually jingle bells, but there's, I'm guessing it's one of the, like, bell shaker things uh-huh. that you, that they have. It's just, like, a stick with a bunch of bells on it. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, ching, 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 before she starts coming in. And I just like that little, that add to it. I love the guitar on this song. Mm. When the groove comes in, when her, when she starts singing, it's just like such a great fill. And then all, you have all these different guitar samples that are being played that it like the reverb on them is like super like thick. It's like this like crazy ocean of reverb. Wow. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to describe how the, what kind of vibe this song is. I, I, I guess that like soothing is the best way to put it. I think it, for me, I don't know. Like it, cause it's not dramatic. It's not like angsty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like super unique. Mm-hmm. And especially the sound of it on the, for the rest of this album and like for the rest of her discography. I don't think any of her other songs really sound like this. I agree with that. Yeah. There's this really cool doubling of her vocal line. So she's singing and then they doubled her. Like, there's two of her singing, basically, huh. the whole time that you can hear. And the reverb on it, again, is just, like, crazy. In the verses, because this is, again, kind of 
unique because it's an alternative song, so it's not the regular song structure. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have like a like an A B A B and then and then like the bridge outro kind of thing at the end. And so on the A sections, she's singing in unison with herself. But mm-hmm. then on the B sections with the I want you to know, there's the she harmonizes with herself, and there's multiple harmonies yeah. that she's sung. Because she created this in quarantine, so this is all her yeah. singing. Then you get some Jack backup vocals, too. You, oh. That male voice that you hear in the song is Jack. That's And so you hear like that, I want you to know. At 123, there's like this, I want you to know. Huh. That, that's Jack. And all the while through this whole song, you just have that ambiance again of those guitars Mm -hmm. and the groove. It's just so good. And then I just love the use of mirror ball as a metaphor Mm -hmm. for her. That Mm -hmm. she is the mirror ball, her life, shiny, beautiful, the center of attention. But then when I break, it's in a million pieces. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just like, I can try and be this thing. I mean, I'll get into it in relate to. Mm -hmm. Yet. When no one else is around, she gets to just be herself mm. with you, whoever, quote, unquote, you is. Mm-hmm. And she gets to dance around in her highest heels and spin around in circles, and she just gets to be herself. But mm-hmm. then, you know, when other people are around, she has to be this mirror ball, and she has to perform and be entertaining. And and then, you know, that, that bridge outro is just, like, epic and one of her best and i love her laughing at me is so good yeah and then the all i do is try 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 oh so good yeah like i said the long pond studio sesh version is really good too and it's totally different and it's like super vulnerable and pared down and raw and there's Mm -hmm. no harmonies at all it's just her jack doesn't even sing harmonies like it she's so good yeah and different and acoustic and yeah, like, oh, it's so, so good. This song. I love this song. Yes, you do. So much. <laughs> Gab, what do you think of this song? Mirrorball was definitely a song that I think had to grow on me because it just sounded so different when we first heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're saying, none of her discography sounds like this, nor does the rest of Folklore, really. Yeah. You know, as I got more and more used to Taylor's different sound on Folklore and that she was trying so many different things, I think Mirrorball just like quickly rose to one of my favorite songs on Folklore and mm-hmm. also of Taylor's as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, because you first hear songs and like you might not get them or hear the lyrics and stuff and then as you delve deeper deeper you're like oh yeah oh you know you like get it you feel the deeper meaning to it the vulnerability on it like that helps me like connect to the song so this is one of my favorite uh taylor songs cool I called the vibe moody yet calming. Ooh I I think Taylor's voice is very like ethereal and floaty on Mm. the song Mm -hmm. and that it's almost like she's whispering her confessions and insecurities just to you, the listener. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a very personal and revealing song with the lyrics like, I can change everything about me to fit in, Mm -hmm. and I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. Mm -hmm. Um, I think these are just, like, very real and deep things that Taylor is sharing with us. And then as well as, like, what it's like to be so visible and then suddenly not. You know, like, I feel like the dichotomy of her personal life and public life is so different yeah and like the lyric like hush when no one is around my dear you'll find me on my tallest tiptoes spinning in my highest heels love shining just for you Mm -hmm. like what is it like to go from being taylor swift the superstar 
to Taylor Swift in private. Right. Like, that's got to be such an insane shift. Maybe. Or may- maybe it's it's not. Even if it's not, like, even if it's still consistent, it's got to be just so different than people, like, everywhere you go, noping, people are going to be screaming your name or taking pictures yeah, of you. Yeah, that's true. Or, yeah, you yeah. know? It's just so, it's different. Like, just being able to relax. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> I absolutely love The Bridge. I think it's one of her best. Describing the cancellation of her tour with images of a circus being taken down mm. has such like a melancholy feeling to it. Like there's something about like an abandoned circus mm-hmm. or like a like circus leaving town that has this sadness to it. Yeah. That I think really connects with the feeling of the tour being canceled. Yeah. And then also that idea that the tour was canceled, but that she's still on that tightrope and that trapeze is like what she's saying. Like what happens to an artist when they can't work? Mm-hmm. Like when it gets taken away, but it wasn't their choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I really love how this song explores all those ideas. I think it's just really beautiful. It's well written and it's much more personal than you think on first listen, which right. I think is really cool. Right. Also, when we had our first listen of this and she said that she wanted to be telling stories mm-hmm. and, and fictional things, we didn't really know any or what the of the songs were you know autobiographical or Mm -hmm. something that she was writing about from her perspective or if it was a story yeah you know and i feel like this is kind of like a combination of both it's definitely a combination of both and i also think that the long pond studio sessions was super enlightening Mm -hmm. when it came to folklore and like hearing her talk about the songs for sure um in that way also i think it took me a while to really like understand what the bridge was saying. Mm-hmm. And once I first, like once I grasped that, I was like, oh, this is so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> Devin, do you relate to Mirabelle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can change everything about me to fit in mm. is one of the most relatable lyrics I think she's ever written for me personally. Mm. That has been my life. I change my habits and isms to please the people around me. Mm-hmm. What I wear, how I talk to them, how I act. Like, at work, I have to please, you know, people and talk to them in a way that they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And even if it makes, like, me uncomfortable or different from how I would usually say things, mm-hmm. as I think that it's the pitfall of being a performer. Mm. And from entertaining your whole life and having this expectation of yourself that if you're not on and if you're not making other people happy, then you're not doing your job. Mm. And in that requires this sort of like chameleon-esque type ability to target the things in people that do make them happy mm-hmm. and to pull like pull that out. And so what does that mean for me? That means that I have to then change. Sometimes, Mm. you know, to accommodate like their happiness or Mm. whatever. And I think that Taylor and I are very alike in that way because I think one of the best descriptors of her is an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the best descriptors of me is an entertainer. Mm. Then, I mean, there's that line, when I shatter, it's a million pieces. And so it takes from you as well. So that entertaining and it, there, it's like this double-edged sword kind of of like it fulfills you, but it also takes away from you mm. and, it, and it can be very good, but also dangerous. Mm. And I think the mirror ball is also a great metaphor in that way too, because like it's this beautiful, shiny thing that everybody loves and it's like, oh wow, look at all these crazy lights and everything. But yeah, if it shatters, it's a million pieces and it can 
hurt and mm. it can break. And I, I relate very deeply to this song. <laughs> On the listens today, I was I just relate even more. I just keep thinking about it, you know, and yeah, I love this song. It, hit, it hits differently for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Gab, do you relate? I relate to two different parts of the song. So I also relate to the lyric, when I break, it's in a million pieces, but in a, like, in a different way. So for me, you know, when I fall in love, I'm like all in completely. And the times in my life that I have been heartbroken were very challenging for me. I don't break neatly or easily. I don't get over hurt easily. So like, <laughs> I just think like that, like description, when I break, it's in a million pieces. Yeah. And then you're like, picking up the pieces mm-hmm. trying to figure out okay who am i from this you know yeah. luckily that's only been a couple few times in my life but like yeah when i like hurt i feel hurt deeply which i think mm. a lot of people do but it's in a dramatic million pieces way but then on a, like a on a more positive note i don't think i relate to this lyric in the way taylor meant it but I do feel this lyric. So, but I'm still on my tallest tiptoes, spinning in my highest heels, love shining just for you. The way like that I feel it is that like, I like to be my best version and I am the best version of myself when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm myself and like not every day is obviously a good day, but like our marriage always makes me want to be that best version of myself that I can be. So like, I want to be, you know, more patient, more caring, you know, a better listener, like things that maybe I had never thought of or worked on before, that when you're with someone that you really care about in that way, you want to shine for them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's quite how she meant the lyric, but it's kind of how I feel it. Like, for me, I don't necessarily like care what like a million people think, but those closest to me, like I want to be the best for them. Like I want to shine for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like feeling completely loved and accepted makes you really just want to be able to reciprocate that Mm. you know like i don't need to shine necessarily like out at work or whatever but like i want to like shine for my family the people i love it's cool that like i can relate to it in a in such a different way i feel like than how she wrote it Mm -hmm. yeah well now it's time for the segment of gossip Loverfest was scheduled to begin on April 5th, 2020, but of course, due to the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, all the dates were either canceled or postponed, and then eventually canceled. Mm -hmm. Taylor wrote Mirrorball right after she found out that Loverfest wasn't happening. Wow. In the Long Pond Studio sessions, and then I have a whole uh, transcription of what Taylor and Jack Mm -hmm. said. Taylor said... In folklore, there are a lot of songs that reference each other or lyrical parallels, and one of the ones that I like is the entire song of This Is Me Trying then being referenced again in Mirrorball, which is, I've never been a natural, all I do is try. Mm -hmm. And Jack says, yeah, I remember that being an interesting one for you to actually put down, because I remember you said that, and you you did it, and you were like, should I say that? Mm. And Taylor said, I was like, is it true, true? I think with Mirrorball, sometimes when I'm writing to an instrumental track, I'll push play, and I'll immediately see a scene set. Mm. This was one of those cases where I saw, you know, a lonely disco ball, twinkling lights, neon signs, people drinking beer by the bar a couple of stragglers by the dance floor just sort of a sad moonlit lonely experience in the middle of a town that you've never been Mm. i just was thinking okay so we have mirror balls in the middle of a dance floor because they reflect light 
They are broken a million times, and that's what makes them so shiny. Mm. We have people like that in society, too, that hang there, and every time they break, it entertains us. Mm. And when you shine a light on them, it's this glittering, fantastic thing. But then a lot of the time, when the spotlight isn't on them, they're just still there, up on a pedestal, and nobody's watching them. God. Yeah. And Jack said, well, it's a myth that we love and we create for people. Like, do the broken thing. Now make it fun. Now make it sad. Yeah. And Taylor says, yeah, and when the light's off, be okay. It was a metaphor for celebrity, but it's also a metaphor for so many people that have to feel on for certain people. You have to be different versions of yourself for different people. Different versions at work. Different versions around friends. Different versions of yourself around different friends. Different versions of yourself around family, you know? Everybody has to be duplicitous or feels they have to in some ways, and that's part of the human experience, but it's also exhausting. And you kind of learn that every one of us has the ability to become a shapeshifter, but what does that do to us? And and it is also the first time and one of the only times that the time we're living through is actually lyrically addressed. I think that the pandemic and lockdown and all of that runs through this album like a thread because it's an, because it's an album that allows you to feel your feelings. And it's a product of isolation. It's a product of all this rumination on what we are as humans. But this is the first time in the bridge with the lines, they called off the circus, burned the disco down when they sent home the horses and the rodeo clowns. I wrote this song right after I found out all my shows were canceled. And it's like, I'm still on that tightrope. I'm still trying everything to get you laughing at me. So it's like, I realize here I am writing all this music, still trying, and I know I have an excuse to sit back and not do something, but I'm not, and I don't know why that is. Hmm. And Jack says, but that's what makes it a piece of pandemic type work to me. It's not about the pandemic. It's about what happens to an to an artist when you're living through the pandemic. You start to dream. Hmm. Yeah, so I just, I thought that that is such an insightful conversation between the two of them. Just this idea, too, of, like, you're up on this pedestal and you're still there, but then no one's looking at you. What do you feel? Mm. You know? And then also just that that idea of being an artist during the pandemic, which I know, like, you can relate to. Mm -hmm. Like, what happens, like, when you're such a creative person, but we're stuck in this, like, isolation and not feeling creative, you know? And with Taylor, she produced her most work during this time. And she's like, no one's looking at me. Why am I, like, producing so much? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just, I think, really fascinating to think about. And just also, like, I had never really thought about this side of what it means to be Taylor Swift yeah. before. You know, like, they, she has the fame stuff, like, Lucky One and things like that. But, like, this, like, actually, like, what it means to be, like, a creator. Who are you creating, like, for? Are you creating for those who are watching you? Do you have to create no matter what? Like, mm-hmm. what that means. It's, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. A couple of lyric things that made me think of. The lyric, I'm still on that tightrope for me, is very reminiscent of the Red Tour when Taylor performed Treacherous while walking on an actual tightrope. Mm-hmm. So just, like, her referencing other things about herself. Mm. You know, and there it was kind of more like that tightrope is, like, the relationship there. But also in that Red performance, there's, like, a jester and, like, da- ballet dancers, mm-hmm. like, all these other performers. And it's this tightrope. So it's a, it kind of is, like, almost like an early preview to the idea mm-hmm. of this song. And then also... Also, the lyric, I can change everything about me to fit in, made a lot of listeners obviously think about the different eras that Taylor's had alongside each of her albums. Yeah. And, you know, she's taken on these personas completely as she's created these, like, eras for herself. Mm -hmm. And then the image of a mirror ball also made many think of the dress that Taylor wore to the 2018 AMA Awards, which she was shown wearing in the Miss Americana documentary, that, like, mirror ball dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that... Potentially, like, that dress 
could have made her think of like herself even as a mirror ball. And she's like, let's pile that idea away mm-hmm. for later. Can write that one down. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's also cool that she was talking about how she wrote this song. She wrote to the track. So the track was already created. Yeah. And she wrote to it, which I think is cool that like that's sometimes her process. Yeah. And a lot of times on Folklore and Evermore. That, yeah, Aaron and Jack just gave her these songs. And yeah. was like, hey, check it out. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. And also the fact that like she trusted them so much to be like, yeah, I'd write to that. Yeah. I think that's cool. Devin, what's your favorite line in Mirrorball? One of the lines that we, neither of us have mentioned yet. Um, you are not like the regulars, masquerade revelers. Mm. And then the drunk as they watch my shattered edges glisten. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's just like, yeah, so good. Masquerade revelers? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Like rhyming that with regulars. Yeah, that's so that's so cool. Yeah, because a a mirror ball might be above like a masquerade or something, you know. And thinking about now, like what she envisioned when she was writing Mm. this about that like sad empty bar that had like two people at the bar, and meanwhile there's this disco ball going around just like for no one while like um, time after time is playing. Yeah, you know, and (laughs) like there's there's a poor person in the corner not getting able to slow dance with anybody Mm -hmm. and makes me think of Stranger Things with Dustin. Oh, (laughs) This, it's very interesting because who she is singing to is not somebody that she has to perform for. Yeah. You are not like the regulars. Yeah. So whoever she is singing to, is it somebody, it's also the person that is she can put her highest heels on and dance around in circles with Mm -hmm. and not have to be. But then she's saying to this person that this is what my life is like, though. You're not like that, but my usual life is everybody, like, gawking at me and just waiting for me to mess up. Yeah. Or waiting for me to, you know, create something new for them, you know, dance monkey dance, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I think, though, that there are multiple yous in the song. You think? Like, well, like, because, like, I, I think here that, like, that totally feels right and, like, uh, shining just for you. Then I also think when you think of, like, I'm still on that tightrope and stuff, like, to keep you looking at me, keep you laughing at me. Hmm. Like, I feel like that's her as, like, an artist. Like, I'm still performing. I want everyone to be looking at me. Like, mm. I feel like it's not a one you there. But, mm. I, I mean, I'm not really sure. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. take. I don't know. It could be the same you, but you're right. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Gab, what is your favorite line? So, I love, I'm still a believer, but I don't know why. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. Hmm. I think it's just very revealing. And she's really, like, sharing that with us. And, you know, that's always been a big thing with Taylor Swift, too. And, like, what people have said, they've, like, you know, called her, like, a tryhard and stuff. And, like, I think that that's an amazing thing. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong in trying and in in doing your best. And also just being real about, like, hey, like, this kind of ease and celebrity, it doesn't just come naturally to people, you know? Like, some people seem, like, especially even Taylor, seems just, like so beautiful and effortless and like she's just a superstar and she feels so comfortable in these high stakes situations but like that's not just natural for her yeah 
And I think it's cool. And I think it's part of her appeal too, in terms of like what her fans see in her. They can, they feel connected to her. Like they're her friend. Like she doesn't feel out of reach. Totally. She feels like a real person. Totally. And I think that that's such a huge part of who she is. And I just think this is such a cool way to like share that with us. I think a lot of people feel like that too. I don't know. I'm trying my best, but I'm not like an expert at all these things, you know? It doesn't just come easily to me. I just, I love that lyric a lot. Okay, Devin, Mm -hmm. from 1 to 10, Masquerade Revelers, what do you give Mirrorball? A thousand. (laughs) A thousand Masquerade Revelers. Ten. I I give it ten Masquerade Revelers. Amazing. Like, it just hits me differently. And I'm, like, actually a, a little emotional right now. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the... Long Pond Studio Sesh and hearing her talk about her experience with this and it's just like it's so relatable to me. Mm-hmm. Some of those lines that you said that like that you quoted. Yeah. I literally just said in the relate to that like, you know, in a different it's it's just wild how I didn't even know that that was how she was really feeling about it. And yeah. like, I felt it, you yeah. know, I don't know. It, it's wild. I love this song so much. And having Jack be a part of it, like, even a bigger plus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big fan. Gab from 1 to 10, Masquerade Revelers. What do you give this song? I'm also going to give Mirrorball 10 Masquerade Revelers. No way. Yeah. Wow, it's really grown on it's you. It's really grown on me. It's probably because of you. But I think it's <laughs> also, though, like, guys, Devin plays this all the time. All the time. But I think it's also, you guys, you know, I, I just love, like, really personal introspective taylor yeah and you really get that in this song yeah and it's also just so unique you just feel the emotion too yeah i don't know it's just like there's just such like a feeling to it of like trying and wanting and like i don't know it's just mm-hmm. it's an emotional song yeah but it also just sounds really fantastic too yeah. so that's like kind of everything i want in a song <laughs> you know yeah, please <laughs> yeah so 10 masquerade revelers a gab and dev fave wow apparently it's wow. pretty cool pretty cool listen along with us you can check us out on instagram at tatezy podcast and give us all your thoughts do you also relate to Mirabal and do you relate in different ways than we do? Yeah. Do you not like this song? It's okay if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Share all your <laughs> thoughts with us. We love to hear them all. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And please be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you have a moment to leave a positive five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes, and as always, thank you so much to our patrons. You are the absolute best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, next episode, we'll be covering Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Ooh, come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. 